0: guys today, delighted to have back Octavia Calthorpe, um, breathwork trainer, life coach. Yes. Am I... Breathwork
1: Just... practitioner, breathwork therapist, breathwork coach, whatever word, you know, suits you.
0: Excellent. <laughs> well, you were part of one of our most popular bits of content actually last year when we went into the deepest, darkest depths of of lockdown v1 and you ran an incredible session for everybody using your techniques and we'll Mm. we'll get into that in a second but
1: exactly and that was actually my first um sort of online experience with my work. Before that, it had been all in-person work and being asked to do that was a great um, stepping stone for me to kind of feel more comfortable online and see how much it could actually grow what I was doing and make it way more accessible to a lot more people. So I'm actually very (laughs) grateful for you guys for asking me to do that. I
0: can't believe that was your first one. Mm. I, I thought that was, you know, every day that you were doing those things. So I feel quite privileged that it was your your first... No, I was
1: definitely very nervous. Um, But it was really amazing and had such a good response from it. And actually, a woman who I still work with today who... Has lives on her own, has quite a challenging situation. She found me through that and we're still working together a year later which is really amazing.
0: Yeah well we'll go into the whole thing around how um, social channels and mm. so forth have been quite a powerful tool but also maybe a distracting tool. We, yeah. We'll dig into that but we're, we're glad you're back and this is the first in our series for Mental Health Awareness mm. Week. You've been doing a takeover today on our channels and done a done or doing a breathwork session which mm. people can either tune into live or go and click into mm. and follow um let's start here i like to ask a big question before we get started yeah we we have this powerful tool that we all possess mm-hmm. where we can center ourselves relax regain a bit of a control of mm. our emotions or frustration stress levels do you think people appreciate that what what's your journey been to this to allow us to embrace mm. this thing that we all possess?
1: I definitely don't think that people appreciate it just because I think they haven't really thought about it or been taught about how powerful it can be. In the last year, there's been actually longer than that. In the last maybe three, four years, there's been a big hype around breathwork. It's quite a big buzzword at the moment because of people like Wim Hof, who have obviously brought a sort of a lot of media attention to it, you know, we breathe 20,000 times a day plus. And we often don't think about the way we're breathing and what's kind of sort of you can see how we've become disconnected from it because often we'll think about you know what we're eating or like the quality or the quantity of the food we're eating or how we're sleeping or you know how much water we're drinking but you know you can go four weeks without eating you can go however long a week without drinking water if you don't breathe <laughs> you've got a pretty short amount <laughs> of time until you know you're not going to be alive and I think that the way we're breathing affects every other system in our bodies. And if we're doing it 20,000 times a day, if we can learn to control it and to basically harness our breath and to make sure we are breathing properly, it can have such massive difference, not only on our physical health, of course, but our mental and our emotional health as well.
0: You mentioned wim hof maybe mm. for those that are tuning in and don't know so much about this mm. let's step back a little bit explain yeah. what that principle is and who who that is
1: so wim hof is this m- amazing guy who basically he had a really horrific thing happen to him his uh, his wife killed herself and through his trauma of going through that he basically started to work with his breath and he was able to train himself to the point of almost people thought he was actually like a superhuman. He would sit in ice baths for, you know, hours, like walk up a mountain in his underwear to the point where people thought that he actually maybe was actually a bit of a superhuman. So they started doing tests with him um, where they would almost actually like give him a bit of an illness to see whether he would be able to get better from it just from breathing. He sort of passed all of those with flying colors and they were like, mm, you must just be a superhuman. So. They did a study with him where he said, give me 10 people. I'll take 10 days to train them with their breath. You'll then give them like a bit of an infection. I think it might have been E. coli, but don't quote me on that. And I'll be able to get them to basically breathe themselves through it and not get ill. After four days of training them, he was like, right, they're ready to go. And none of them got sick just by using the breathing exercises that he worked with.
0: That's incredible. Which so it was amazing. empowering their autoimmunity, or? Empowering
1: their immune system and also just getting them back to breathing properly. Like so many of us have dysfunctional breathing patterns. And from that, so many of us are in a stress response a lot of the time. So when you breathe short, shallow, and fast, your body basically is in the sympathetic side of the nervous system. The side it is in when you're in a fight or flight response. So if you're in danger. Now that of course is a really necessary response if you actually are in danger. And that sort of response happened, sort of evolved from when we were like living on the savannas and you'd be chased by a tiger. So you needed to like get ready to be able to move into action and run out the room. However, we don't really have those same threats anymore other than maybe like you crossing the road and a bus coming at you, you need to like jump and get out of the way with the way modern life works now we're so normalized to kind of be in a stress response all the time that we don't even realize that we are so we just create more and more tension in the body we have more and more cortisol running around our bloods run our veins more adrenaline and when we have cortisol and adrenaline it actually inhibits the um release of kind of nicer hormones like oxytocin and dhea which are both sort of like anti-aging and I don't necessarily mean in an exterior <laughs> way, I mean, like in a sort of interior inside your body way, it stops them being released. So if we're consistently stressed, like so many of us are at the moment, it really is decreasing our vitality and probably the length of our lives as well. But because we almost it's quite normal for us to be that stressed, you know, we'll have the same stress response as the tiger chasing you as when you're in a traffic jam. And you can just see how that sort of is not going to be helping us overall, you know.
0: Yeah, you can feel that tension building up and you've got Google exactly. Maps on and you're, oh, now I'm seven minutes late. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm 12 <laughs> minutes late. And you're thinking of all the excuses you're going to make up of why you're late. And yeah, we're carrying around all of that that so anxiety. So
1: so. And also, because often when we sort of Looked at a stress response, like in the way, in the, okay, in the animal world. Let's use an example. So, if a zebra is being chased by a lion, it's in the sympathetic response. Its heart rate's up, its blood pressure is up. The cortisol, the adrenaline's getting it to run, so it can, you know, run for its life. Let's say the lion then gets the zebra. It will then either sort of freeze, so go sort of completely frozen, or go numb. Now the numb reaction is almost like a nice nature thing where it won't feel itself being eaten and the freeze the same kind of thing. Now let's say that, of course, it just had all of that adrenaline going around its body, but when it froze, that adrenaline didn't go anywhere. It was still in the body. So let's say by chance, the lion was happened to get distracted and the zebra was able to get up and move away it would need to do something with all that adrenaline to get itself moving again. So then it would probably shake or tremor and you might have seen it with a dog or if you have a cat that when it gets scared, it shakes. That is it literally kind of releasing the trauma from the body. Now, what happens with us is, so sorry, when that happens, it's then kind of completing the stress cycle. Now, what happens with us is because we've normalized stress so much, when we have this adrenaline running around our body, we often don't complete the stress cycle. So then it's kind of stuck frozen in our bodies. Now, I'm sure when you've sort of felt really stressed or there's a lot going on at work or family life, or you're arguing with someone or whatever it might be, you then feel that physical tension in your body. And that is that kind of frozen adrenaline that sort of then causes pains, you know, be it in your shoulders, be it in your tummy, a lot of people in their back. And then it doesn't move. And over time that can then manifest into illness because we just sort of normalize feeling this way so much that we don't complete that cycle. And for us, the cycle might be crying or shouting or even like shaking or tremoring. We just sort of, you know, block it down often use our breath as a way to do that by holding our breath and go not going to feel that today Mm." and that's
0: the worst thing we can do
1: worst thing you can do because you're holding that tension in your body you know if you feel really angry and all that anger's in you if you just hold it in it doesn't just sort of dissipate out of your cells or out of your skin it is then trapped in your body until you find a point where you're able to kind of complete that cycle and release it
0: is there um is there something that we can do like three things a day? You obviously train it and we'll get into mm. the specific things that you that you coach people on, but is there some simple things that anybody that's listening in could do the two or three things a day just oh to release God. all of that and complete mm. the cycle?
1: Complete, so you've kind of got sort of two sides of breath work, So I want to ask answer your questions properly so you've got the sort of like reactive techniques and what I mean by reactive is in that moment when you're feeling really stressed or you're feeling really tired because you can also use different breath techniques to help energize yourself as well as calm yourself down you then there's a various amount of different techniques you can use in that moment an example for stress would be just um, simply slowing down your breath is one. So many of us over-breathe, the faster we breathe, the faster our heart rate, the more signals are sent to our brain that we're in a stress response. So just slowing down and placing your hands on either side of your body about there. And as you inhale, just feeling that expand. So then you know with your breathing, with your diaphragm, that sends a signal that you can move into a state of calm. So that's a sort of like, very simple one you can practice which i would if everyone practiced like five minutes of slow deep breathing a day the more they were connected that how that has made sorry how that has changed the way they're feeling physically and mentally the more they're going to start to do that you know and then in terms of kind of completing the stress cycle thing there's a slightly different avenue with breath work where you're using like a conscious connected breath where you're actually putting the body into a stress response to help complete that cycle that you didn't complete in the past. Now that kind of breath work, I would always kind of recommend doing with a practitioner, either in a workshop or one-to-one, just because if you are going back into some stuff you haven't felt before, it can bring up a lot of those emotions that are kind of stored within our bodies, all those stresses, all those pains or traumas from the past. So it's nice to kind of be slightly more in a held space. But in terms of the sort of reactive day-to-day breathwork techniques, you can find those, you know, literally Google them, you know, breathing in for the count of four, breathing out for the count of eight. It's a really easy example of one, you know. But the other side of it, amazingly powerful, but I think important to be in a slightly held space when you do it because it can release emotions that, you know, can be quite full on if you haven't allowed yourself to feel them at the time.
0: And are they skills that you can then take with you or, you know, something that's, that's a... You, you can take it for mm, life mm, and, and use it definitely. You know, in your day to day.
1: Definitely. And that's for me, like why I really love breathwork and why I got into it because i looked at sort of lots of different like modalities, be it sort of different kind of psychiatry training or counseling or, you know, other more slightly holistic practices. Whereas with breathwork, why I really love it and I feel it is actually accessible to everyone is that it is just you breathing and you learning how you can change the way you breathe and that will change the way that you feel. And I think so much with the wellness injury, of course, it's amazing how much it's growing. And it is growing sort of quite mentally fast at the moment. But it can be quite inaccessible to the masses. It actually can be quite a privileged space, to be honest. Like Why you know,
0: do you think that? Is it because it's well, it's not expensive, really? But I yeah.
1: think it is quite exactly. It, it may be slightly different now because of kind of... Now, the online offering from the pandemic's obviously grown hugely yes. so as well. But, you know, going to yoga class is quite expensive. Going to a meditation class, having the time to be able to do those things. And also, a lot of people don't have space in their houses to have a yoga mat down. You know, if you're living in a small flat with a big family, it's hard to do that, whereas with breathwork you only need the space of your own body obviously and you can do it from because the techniques are so varied you can do it when you're walking down the street you can do it you know in the loo before a meeting if you suddenly feel quite stressed and you're like i just need to ground myself you don't need anything other than you and that's why i think it's such a self-empowering tool we can all have because you're not reliant on anyone else So I'll always say to my clients, you know, and they're like, oh my God, I feel so relaxed now. I'm like, you did that. I might have guided you and said really simple, essentially instructions for you to do. But I haven't, there's nothing exterior going on other than you, which I think is really powerful because I think we can feel quite disempowered in the way we live now. We're so often reliant on external things for our happiness rather than actually just coming back to your own body.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The, The last year now over a year has been something that none of us thought that we would live through and and not live through as in survive it but but experience in in our lifetime how has that affected people in from your perspective how has it also got people to embrace some of these wellness Mm. techniques that maybe before they were resistant to
1: I think it's affected I think obviously with anything, there's like positives and negatives to it. I think it's probably for a lot of people who live very fast paced lives, like always on the go, who never really had any time to really maybe feel their stresses that they're holding or feel any mental health issues they might have had going on in an underlying way because they were just, you know, always on to the next, on to the next from from whatever it might have been. In a way, I think it's given people the space to slow down, which I think is no bad thing. Because I think when we're living in such a fast paced life, we're not really actually living, we're kind of just existing because we're always in a sort of you know, pain of the past, which we're running away from, or a fear of the future, which we're sort of stuck in the anxiety of that. So I think the fact we were all able to slow down has made quite a lot of people deal with some of their shit, to be honest. Sorry if I can't say that. You can say whatever Um, you want. So, I think that (laughs) has, even though that might have been really challenging for people, you need to because this stuff will make you ill eventually. If you don't deal with the stuff that you're holding in your body, you're essentially just kind of experiencing that all the time. If there's some sort of pain from your past that you didn't deal with, you know, a rejection or whatever, a difficult relationship with your parents or whatever it might have been. By resisting that, you're only actually giving it more energy. Do you know what I mean? By holding it back there, which becomes more and more tiring. So I think the pandemic has given some people space to kind of deal with some of their stuff. Of course, it's quite a nice thing to be able to say, oh, it's so good for us all to slow down. Because also for some people, it's been super lonely and super challenging. So I think the development of these kind of online wellness offerings now has been a lifeline for some people. I've noticed in the groups that I ran through, um, through the sort of, first lockdown and the second one which were all donation based on on zoom some of my clients and actually the one i was saying at the beginning who i found she found me through iris for her it's like a touch point each week to kind of somewhat interact with people even though there's not actually that much interacting but just to be in a space where you know you're doing the same as 10 other people at that time and i think that in itself has been quite a big lifeline for people you know because it has been a really difficult year But one other thing I think has been really amazing actually to post about this recently was how much people came together as a community. And I think we needed that because I think we've lost in our culture quite a lot that sense of community, that sense of caring for your neighbour. People often go like this with their neighbour, not sort of actually say hi to them or help them with their shopping or whatever it might be. And I think that has been really really amazing thing to see to see people come together and actually the power and effect that can have and how we can actually all group together and be there for each other you know whether we know each other well or not you know
0: yeah absolutely for the from a virtual settings perspective previously you were doing these uh, mm. courses coaching in person and you had to pivot pretty quickly to mm. a digital only offering how, how did you how did you embrace that how did you create something mm. that had that warm feeling mm. um, it's quite a key moment as you've just shared in a week for somebody how, how do you create that feeling like you are together but mm. on a screen
1: you know it um I, yeah I did have to move like pretty quickly because as I was saying before I didn't really do anything online other than like the odd life coaching client but everything was in person for me and to be honest that's why I kind of do what I do I love the human connection I love the interaction with people I don't know at all and forming bonds with them quite quickly. Moving it online was definitely a challenge and I had to learn as I went. And as I learned, it sort of was just being, you know, just like kind of being myself on it as well, not trying to make it too, hi guys, I'm on Zoom and this is best work (laughs) and sort of things that weren't really me, you know, kind of went in and I guess also showed like my own vulnerability, like in the last year, I've definitely had points where I've struggled with my mental health but that is okay, do you know what I mean? Even just because I do what I do, it doesn't mean that I've worked out everything and I've dealt with everything that might cause me pains at point. And actually showing that to my clients, I think makes a slightly warmer space because I think going through life, you're always gonna get thrown challenges, but if you've got a toolbox of you know little things you can do, be it exercise, be it a breathwork routine, changing the way you're eating slightly, making sure you're sleeping better. When shit does happen, you're a bit more equipped than you were the last time, you know, and then you will get anxious again. You know, you will feel sad again. That is life. But if we can support ourselves a little bit more with that by creating these like nice communities of people, it can make such a difference.
0: I think there's definitely been a shift over the last year of people's social uh, behaviours and moving from this glossy this is the the kind of alternate version mm. of me that you will think I am to people opening up a little bit more and mm. and showing their vulnerability and that they are human mm. at, at their core and that they don't necessarily have their shit fully mm. together even though it may appear that in 90% mm. of their
1: yeah, yeah. their
0: posts on the Instagram grid um, the uh the type of person that that you have mm. coming to embrace this this life skill and, and you coach them on yeah. this it what is it just a wide range of people? Do they have to be quite hippie in their nature mm. or is this, you know, business people, sports people? You mm. know?
1: So initially, pre, pre-pandemic, I would say it was a certain type of person, someone <laughs> who had maybe already done like a little bit of meditation, was already on a sort of slight, you know, self-development journey or whatever you want to right, call yeah. it post pandemic not that we're not still in it but i mean post it starting really different because i think people were super anxious they were really uncertain because it was so uncertain you know i look back to my self in march last year we were going into lockdown and the sort of panic that even i felt and i'm not the kind of person that would necessarily get that worried about something like this you know and from that what it's shown me is that people were just more open. So now my client list, number one, can be in- international because it's online, which is amazing, and also has definitely been more diverse And people who've never done any kind of work. Maybe they've done one therapy session that they hated and they never went back to. But I also think where breathwork can come in that can be a little bit more accessible than something like meditation or yoga is because obviously you know so much of breathwork teaching comes from yoga and meditation anyway that like ancient eastern teaching however a lot of people are quite fearful of the hippie side of yeah. it of the sort of woo-woo i know. think
0: that's the problem with its with its overall branding mm. wellness has mm. got this kind of connotation of it being oh you have to be you know all mm. in on it and mm. almost trying to perfect what it is mm. that you're going to do completely and I, I tried tm for a while mm. and i found it was just a a challenge because yeah, of the time yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and something that you can utilize more in the moment mm. when you need it mm. is definitely
1: exactly and like some different clients i have who have sort of tried meditation and they just can't it it annoys them yeah. to be honest whereas with breath work you're you're essentially getting yourself into a meditative state but you're using different active techniques that you can do to get that even something as simple as counting your breath so pacing your breathing but because it's giving your mind something to focus on, it holds your attention a little bit more than let's just empty the mind and like sit still and focus on the presence my body is taking up in this room. That's quite hard to do, especially, I asleep. <laughs> yeah. especially in the way that we're, as I was saying, often in this stress response, it's actually really hard to feel calm and to be still. Whereas if you're giving someone something to focus on for 25 minutes, changing the exercise every three to four minutes so their attention span stays on what you're doing. because our attention span is so bad now um, because of stuff like smartphones and stuff like that but because you're doing that and you're changing the exercise consistently enough that it does hold their attention yeah after about 20 minutes you've got them into that meditative state so it's like quite a good stepping stone to going into that space of you know an empty head and like a lovely calm body um so i think it's definitely helped and also there's other sides of breath work so there's a training i did called the oxygen advantage which is all about like breathing for athletes basically how you can enhance your performance through the way you're breathing so for me when okay let's say like you come to me as a client and you're quite corporate and you're in a suit and if i start talking about how if you connect with your breath you might connect with your higher power you're gonna go no i know i'm obviously slightly generalizing here but you know what i mean whereas if you come to me and i go okay i can help your sports performance in the gym We're going to be doing the same techniques, but the way I'm describing it is different. And both are true, but it's just more accessible to the masses in that way. You know, like we haven't, of course, we've grown up with religion in in England, but a lot of it in quite a lot of Christianity. And I don't know how many people are actually that connected to, you know, when they used to go to church when they were younger. So therefore, the spiritual side of it can be quite a resistance to that. But if actually you can get someone to feel so comfortable with their breath because you're talking about it solely on a physiological sense, they then see the benefits in a sort of emotional and mental sense. And then you never know, they might then start to see that slightly other side of it, the sort of spiritual side of it as well, because, you know, our breath is the thing that connects all of us together. We all have to breathe. Every life force on this planet has to. So as, you know, the trees are inhaling we're exhaling as they're exhaling we're inhaling and there is this constant exchange between us and all of the life on this planet so when you see it like that and that is just fact that's not even like too woo in itself but i think it again can bring people a bit of solace because it's just knowing that you know how what the breath i'm breathing now is the same breath that someone in australia is breathing right now there's no difference in that all the breath that's here has just been constantly recycled within our within our whatever you call it atmosphere um so there is that spiritual side of it as well but you also don't have to go into that if it's not right for you which is why i like it's kind of accessibility in that way
0: yeah it is it's against that branding piece that positioning Mm. piece like you like you said if it feels like it is an effort to do Mm. it or something that's only for this but if you Mm. flip the power if you shift the paradigm on that and Mm. say well this is something that you know you're going to use to Mm. to do that mile run at the gym mm. quicker or exactly. you know uh, whatever it might be mm. be less stressed when you walk in the home mm. after a busy day at work exactly. and, and you're carrying all of that burden you just take a bit mm. of of time to reset and then enjoy mm. family time when you get home exactly um talk to us about what you offer then your your process one-to-one sessions mm. individual coaching and then group sessions how does it work
1: so i offer um so with the one-to-one sessions they'll always be tailored to that specific person's need it's never one size fits all so meet someone we'll do sort of a little questionnaire with them to find out why they've even come to me what physical issues what mental what emotional issues they might be having at that time and then i'll tailor the practice of them so we might initially start with doing the kind of more down regulating the nervous system getting them comfortable with their breath checking how they're breathing And then if it's right, we'll move them into the sort of slightly more emotional releasing breath work. If that's what they're wanting at that moment, it might actually just be that their anxiety is so bad that we need to just focus on actually being able to sort of regulate their nervous system first before moving into that. So one-on-ones, it's always different. Again, if I'm working in person or if I'm working in Zoom, again, quite different, because when I'm working in person, I'm also using body work, so different acupressure points on the body to help release where we might be holding tension. A lot of us hold a lot of tension around our sort of midline where we hold a lot of anxiety and worry. And that is kind of where our breath shortens when we're stressed. It doesn't really go below our rib cage. So it's just helping people get kind of deeper into their bellies. So that's the sort of one on one side of it. And it does vary for every client. So, and it is just so, oh, it's just, it's so amazing when you see the effects of people. Because what's important, and with anything like this, is it's great doing one on one sessions, but where the real difference is made is in your day to day. If you kind of do 10 minutes, five minutes practicing each day, that's when you'll start to see, see the real change. And that's all it takes, know?
0: literally, all it takes five to 10 minutes a five day to can make minutes. a transformation. Obviously,
1: the longer you do, the yes. longer the effect, the more the effect is going to happen. But if you can just start, the thing is, is if let's say you started doing five to 10 minutes a day, you will start to feel the difference. So then you'll probably want to do longer. Yes. You know, the more comfortable you get with something, the more you want to do it. You anyway. embrace it, yeah. And then it just means, you know, even now when, so when I was walking here, if I'm honest, I felt a little bit nervous because, you know, being talking on a podcast, you can feel a little bit exposed. And rather than sort of letting myself go into that, thought process that creates worry I was just like come back into your body like notice how you're breathing my breath was quite fast so just like slow it down a bit and then and then go in you know do one <laughs> practice what you preach in that moment you know um and then in terms of group work it kind of changes here and there through the pandemic I was doing sort of four I know we're still in it but in lockdowns Four sessions a week, all kind of donation based because I wanted to make sure that it was open for everyone to be able to come and learn techniques because of how anxious and stressed everybody was. And that wasn't sort of aiding the situation we were in at all. Um, And now at the moment, I have a weekly group on Monday evenings. I'm going to start doing more on an app called Comey, which is really exciting as well. And then um, I also work with, which is one side I really love, with this amazing charity called the Renaissance Foundation, which is a youth charity in London. And what they do is actually really cool because they don't just sort of do one-off things with these kids. They sort of take them on for four years, help them get through their A-levels, help them do their CVs, their, what is it called, UCAS applications, like all of that kind of stuff. So I do 10 minutes with them every um thursday at the start of their workshop just because they're quite young so it's like you don't want to sort of overload. how do they it embrace it, it they really embrace it and it's all been on zoom which is like again quite interesting because i haven't actually met anyone um, and they do really embrace it you know they don't necessarily sort of say wow but they're like yeah that was good
0: <laughs> and i'll take
1: that as like that's a, well. that's a
0: solid nine out of ten for mm. sure <laughs>
1: and i think like again like for them they're super stressed like it's been a really weird year for kids at school yeah. you know And a lot of these kids also have like quite a challenging time um, for various different reasons. For them, just knowing, again, they can just relax their own bodies by like changing the way they're breathing for 10 minutes has been really amazing to be able to kind of share those techniques with them as well.
0: How can people get in touch with you? Where where can they find you?
1: People can get in touch with me on my Instagram, which um, is just at Octavia Calthorpe, um, or my email address, which is at gmail.com or just I think Instagram is probably the easiest way these days realistically yeah. and of course I'll be or would have just done the um, live for Iris so on your guys page as well
0: yeah you'll be doing a bit of a takeover depending yes. on when people are watching this Yes.
1: Um,
0: but you can go back to that and it's a session that you're going to mm. run to give people a few tips yeah. and techniques to use and then and then hopefully they embrace it as part of their yeah. their day to day routine and, and they can come to you for, mm. for more information if they want to
1: exactly and there's so much stuff out there online as well like on youtube there's you know a hundred different meditation apps now as well which often have breathing techniques on there as well so like really do look it up because it can just make such a difference to you know your day-to-day just like how you live
0: fantastic thanks so much for being here today
1: thank you so much for having me
0: great um guys there'll be more this week this is just the first in a whole series that we're doing this week for Mental Health Awareness Week. Octavia, thank you so much for being here. And we hope to see you soon.